0: Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of The Next Stage Podcast. When people think of Shutterstock, they think of stock images, but that's not all the company is about. In this episode of The Next Stage, CEO Stan Plavosky talks about hitting the half billion mark in terms of the assets they offer, but also the recent acquisition of Turbofish as they make their foray into 3D imagery. He also tells us why Shutterstock is embracing artificial intelligence and data analytics. Sure, so
1: I'm Stan Pavlovsky, CEO of Shutterstock. Uh, we're a global uh, creative platform where we focus on content tools and content
0: recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we have seen with the pandemic is that content has taken center stage for many businesses. Um, what, is the, what is the role of content today and uh, what what, thing, what do you think fuels this growth
1: yeah I think you know the role of content has really not changed it continues you know to be to inform and to entertain consumers Um, but I think there is this huge proliferation of content and there's really a couple things that are driving that Uh, one we have such an appetite for content right we're spending about 13 hours a day with media um, and then from a creator perspective, there are more tools than ever that allow everybody to be a creator. So, uh, you know, this democratization of content is something that is really driving that growth. What used to be limited to very large companies with photographers and creatives on staff is now no longer a requirement for small businesses to be able to uh, grow their audience and be, uh, be very successful.
0: Indeed. Uh, Speaking of democratization, we see that a lot of people with platforms like yours have access to content. Why do you think that democratization is so important?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, democratization gives a voice to those who previously didn't have a voice. Um, You know, there's so many points of view uh, around various topics that you can now get globally. Um, you know, we have, I did an interview about eight months ago of one of our uh, amazing illustrators on the platform. She's in St. Petersburg, her, uh, her uh, tagline is Angelina uh, Bambina and uh, she'd never had the opportunity to have her work be seen across the world globally and now on our platform she's one of the most successful people. So she used to work at an agency. Uh, didn't like the work-life balance. Now she's
0: full-time working on the Shutterstock platform. Mm -hmm. And is this what you would uh, attribute the success of Shutterstock to, the democratization of content?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when I think about the history of Shutterstock, the success is really about uh, making the creative process easier uh, for everyone. So, you know, historically, that was based on uh, you know, having a very large content library. Well, today, it's based on content recommendations, leveraging artificial intelligence. It's about bringing three D content to people who otherwise could never, you know, develop that content. So, I think um, making the creative process easier continues to be what differentiates us.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned it, AI. Um, how do you think emerging technologies? Uh, will affect the industry, and what does Shutterstock do to embrace this new change?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think AI and 3D are probably two of the biggest disruptors uh, to our category, to our industry. Um, you know, with artificial intelligence, we have the ability and the understanding of what's. Inside of an image, right? Whether it's the color, the background, whether there's a person in the image. Um, And when you couple that with uh, performance data, now you have a really powerful offering uh, where you know what type of content is going to perform with which audience. So whether you're creating an advertisement for uh, within Instagram or for your website, um, you know, this is a very powerful tool. Um, On the 3D front, I think, you know, the internet is continuing to become much more immersive. Uh, And I think 3D is a big part of that. And so, you know, we acquired a company called TurboSquid just to respond to this growing demand for immersive content. So we definitely hope to continue to bring... Uh, a great user experience, and allow our creatives to develop across the most innovative content formats.
0: Mm-hmm. And how has your strategy shifted towards uh, this new technology? Yeah, y- you
1: know, we our strategy shifts uh, based on what the, whatever the marketing challenge happens to be. Um, and you know, we talked today about. How much content is available for creators, Mm -hmm. and the biggest challenge we see for marketers is how do you uh, you look through millions and millions of images and video clips, and how do you determine what's going to work for your audience? And so we think that content recommendations that leverage image recognition, which is our uh, artificial intelligence data sets that we have coupled with the performance data is really uh, a key to driving that. So, between new content formats and really leveraging AI to help in that selection process, I think that's how we're dealing with the most
0: difficult challenges that marketers face today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, where you see your, the business going towards that direction, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I see. You know, I see the industry moving in that direction. You know, not just uh, our business. We used to focus very much on the size of our library, right? We we grew our library to you know almost half a billion assets, whether it's uh, image assets or video assets or music. Um, and now we have to help our marketers determine well which asset is going to work for which audience. Um, and I do think that's the future, and that
0: future is here now. Mm-hmm. And speaking of marketeers and what they uh, are using, what is trending on the platform? Where What uh, people are gravitating towards, let's say?
1: Yeah, it's a, great, it's a great question. You know, imagery is such an amazing way uh, to see how trends are evolving. Um, and content really brought us together, particularly over the last couple of years during the pandemic. And so... Uh, It's been amazing to watch how those trends have evolved on our platform. Uh, So when the pandemic started, uh, as you can imagine, content really connected us uh, because we couldn't be together. So we had a lot of demand for uh, COVID-related and pandemic-related content, whether that was frontline workers, uh, whether that was uh, masks, virus-related imagery. Um, We also started to see a lot of demand uh, for social justice and equality imagery after the George Floyd murder. And then after that, as we started to really settle in and being at home, all of a sudden, well-being started to become a really popular trend. So uh, I'm sure many of you, like myself, had um, you know, picked up a lot of recipes uh, from social media during this period of time, people you know coming up really creative ways to eat healthier. Uh, there was a lot of uh, workout videos uh, that started to trend. So uh, we started to sort of settle in, and now you know you fast forward to today. We're here uh, in person in beautiful Lisbon, um, and really what's trending now is getting back to normal. People want to see their families, so it's you know we have a lot of searches for families, for friends, togetherness. Uh, people want to get back to normal.
0: Mm-hmm. And as content becomes more ubiquitous, how has the customer profile changed through the whole period, let's say, as well?
1: Yeah, it's true, you know, the, the uh, content is now, you know, it's not just in the hands of the few, it's in the hands of the many. Um, and so our business has changed. Uh, small and medium businesses now account for half of our revenues, and uh, that's really exciting for me because that shows uh, that our tools, our content, allow small businesses to be successful, which is really important for uh, for our economies, for um, you know uh, worldwide uh, progress. Um, so that's changed quite a bit. I mean, here, uh, one example, one great example is here in Portugal, uh, there's a winemaker, five generations uh, family winemaker uh, called Avaleda. They use our one of our small business subscriptions to uh, use imagery and videos for their wine labels, for their videos, for their social media posting they couldn't do that before. Uh, they don't have a large marketing team mm-hmm. you know, that they can uh, leverage for this. So it's just great to see small businesses thriving um, you know, during this time and really taking advantage of digital
0: transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, would, what would your advice be uh, towards a new creator that would like to start, let's say, in the industry? What?
1: Yeah, well, uh, here's what I can tell you. Uh, at Shutterstock, I'm probably the least creative person I know. Uh, so, and the fact that I can create a presentation, I can create a social media, a really engaging social media post, means that everybody can do it. I think the only limitation that creators have is their imagination, because the tools are there. So, my advice is go after it, go do it, just get started, uh, because the tools are there. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And uh, what is next for Shutterstoke?
1: Well? I think you know we're going to continue to uh, evolve our product to focus on how to make the selection process easier uh, for content creators. Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna start to dive much deeper in creating standards for uh, 3D content, both for contributors to be able to submit 3D Mm -hmm. content easier, but also for our consumers to be able to leverage 3D content. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, Uh, We're definitely going to take advantage of some of the metaverse trends and some of the
0: trends that are happening
1: in a a more engaging Internet.
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's quite interesting to hear as well, since, you know, I'm from the crypto industry myself. Um, Another question that I had is uh, since Shutterstock was founded, uh, how has the industry changed from the beginning up to now?
1: yeah I think uh, you know before a lot of uh, a lot of the industry had focused on uh, imagery um, and there was a real push to uh, not just take beautiful images but highly aspirational uh, imagery. Uh, the content formats have definitely changed uh, you have video you have audio you know music three d that are Uh, growing exponentially Uh, but also you know as uh, trends change people uh, want to see you know today people want to see a lot more authenticity Uh, so it's less about you know the highly aspirational photos and much more people want relatable photos and uh, and relatable content so I think you know the business has really changed to as the web has changed and as the uh, content formats have changed Really, creativity continues to thrive. Um, It's just that creativity now is thriving because it's coupled with technology Mm -hmm. that's enabling a lot more
0: people to be creatives.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And that is certainly true. And uh, do you see also any changes towards the demographics as well? Do you see a lot of younger people taking, uh, let's say, being more creative and being more courageous towards creating photographs, maybe traveling around the world to uh, take photographs and publish them, or how do you see that from that? Perspective? Yeah,
1: I have a lot of people that ask me, you know should I become a creator, should I become a contributor? Uh, when I go take, you know, photography and, you know, photos. And, you know, there's some rules um, in place around, uh, you know, the types of things that are photographed because uh, content uh, has copyright uh, protection. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I definitely encourage everyone to think about being, uh, you know, a creative. It's it's interesting to watch some of the creative trends. Uh, We have, uh, I I mentioned this this morning, you know, we have a, a creator... Um, that lives in Australia, and he, his name is Charlie Blacker. He turned his van into a home, uh-huh. as well as a studio, and he now travels across the continent and just takes amazing nature photography. And so, uh, it really is amazing how easy it is to be a creative and to earn a living, um, and to do it however it suits you know your needs. Uh, so I definitely. Uh, encourage everyone, uh, you know, to uh, to become a creative.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that it's certainly true because if you would take the example that you just said about the guy in Australia, if you would rewind this in let's say twenty years or thirty years before, and someone would say, "Hey, I'm going to turn my van into something and I'm going to travel, take photographs," probably would probably would people would say that he's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think
1: our, our, especially over the past couple of years, I think how we think about uh, work life and, and work life balance has definitely changed. Um, and, you know, the, the creator economy is alive and well and it's, it's you know, it's just growing. Uh, so you're right, this was, it used to be limited to large. Uh, publications and magazines to have Mm -hmm. large staffs to be able to do that. And now anybody can do it. They have Mm -hmm. the tools to be able to do that.
0: So I agree with you. Yes. And how do you see this affecting also the market? Because, you know, through the democratization of content, you see a lot of, as you said, in the past, it was just big magazines that had this uh, privilege back then, especially to create this content and publish it. Now everyone can do it. I can just, you know, Take a photo of the stage now and publish it. How do you, how does the market dynamics change from that?
1: Yeah, th- well, the market dynamics change because now you see uh, a lot more freelancers that are participating and monetizing their content. And so, you know, when you take a, a picture of the stage versus somebody else that takes a picture of the stage, you're taking it from your own perspective, and you may decide, uh, you know, to to manipulate the. F- photo or to add some graphics to the photo or you may decide to take a still and turn it into a video or you may decide you know, to do all kinds of things uh, that are very unique to yourself as a creator and to your portfolio. Um, so I definitely encourage uh, you know, people to take advantage of that because marketers will find your work Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's uh, such a demand for content uh-huh. uh, that it's not a zero-sum game. There's a lot of demand. I mean, you know, I mentioned this earlier. We're spending 13 hours a day consuming media, right? I mean, when people are uh, are uh, at this conference or uh, at work, you know, they're they're multitasking frequently, and so uh, I think you know that's where um, there's really. Um, Uh, The more content that we create, the more demand it'll be, and it continues to be a a circle. True, true.
0: And uh, another question that I basically had is through... uh, You mentioned a few stories that you said, of course, about the Australian God. um, How do you think that these people's lives have been also affected by it in terms of changing it as well, in terms... Well, towards of course the good, I hope as well. I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, how has their lives been changed towards the positive? Let's say. Of
1: oh course. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for example, the um, you know the woman I mentioned uh, in St. Petersburg, uh, you know, she's she's uh, she quit her job at an agency. Uh, you know, she felt uh, you know burnt out by what she was doing before. Um, and really had a passion for illustration, and she's quite good. I mean, if you look at her, uh, if you look at her portfolio, it's, there's a reason that she's so successful. Um, but now she's, you know, she's doing what she loves. She makes a good living uh, doing it. She has a lot of flexibility, and she has a platform where her content can be seen all around the world. Uh-huh. Uh, that would never have been possible, you know, like you said, fifteen, uh, you know, twenty years ago. So I think. Um, you know, the creator economy has, effect, has really changed uh, people's lives and you're seeing it, right? Uh, you know, the, the great resignation is happening because people are thinking about their work life very differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can do it from anywhere
0: uh, and they can do it on their own terms. Indeed. And you also mentioned that marketeers are, of course, buying the content. But I suppose since there is such a huge demand, it's not only marketers that that are buying the content. Who are also the other people that are interested in this content and are buying? Yeah, we
1: have, um, you know, our customers are not just marketers or professional creatives. Those are two uh, very big segments. But uh, we have uh, a lot of schools and students there that are big customers of ours. We have a lot of uh, social media influencers who like to use our illustrations, who like to use uh, content for their social media, um, you know, feeds, uh, you know, so their uh, content buyers or licensors are also creators, uh-huh. uh, just as creators, um, you know, uh, uh, or just as buyers are creators and, you know, submit their content to the, uh, to the platform. So it's become, uh, you know, quite the flywheel uh, and quite the um, you know, uh, economy uh, between buyers and sellers that just continues to sort of uh, feed on itself. So it's been, it really has been amazing to watch how our uh, consumers have changed over the years.
0: That's interesting. Stan, thank you very much for being here today and thank you for your time as well. I think, I, well, I learned myself a lot as well about the creative economy and I hope our audience was also illuminated as well great thank you so much alex thank you everybody thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode be sure to leave us a review on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now web summit returns to lisbon in november our early bird tickets are going on sale june 30th follow the link in our show notes and save money by pre-registering for your early bird ticket now